they had to cut his scenes in some movie and replace him with a body double because his penis is confusingly large. <laughs> quote, 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 confusingly large. Oh, man. So how do you put that much meat on a chimpanzee? <laughs> Okay, so when when fuckers, (laughs) oh, this is priceless. (laughs) Is it anything that would be of interest to anybody outside of yourself? Yeah. uh, Okay. So here's one. This is damn true. So. My question. All right, I got a question. That was terrible. What the fuck just happened? He's just wanted to go higher. He's he's just fucking with me. And higher. So go ahead and start it. I'm going to be uh, just finishing up this thing. I got to send them over the contract really quick. So this one goes to eleven. We're not going to start until you're ready. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I don't want to start until you're focused. Don't be a baby. Yeah, Ford focused. Jack Reacher. Ford, fuck ass. <laughs> fuck ass. All right, we'll start there. Fuck ass. <laughs> All right, good context to the movie we're talking about because today we're talking about fuck ass. Boondock Saints. Why don't you make like a tree and get the fuck out of here? <laughs> Low key, one of Dude. my favorite cinematic characters of all time, right behind R2D2. Why? Are, oh, fuck. We're not talking Star Wars. We're not talking Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, there goes. Oh, the sorry to yawn on the mic. Oh, guys. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, who wants to do the uh, introduction of the movie? You. Me? I might. Mr. Boondock Saints is a 1999 American vigilante action thriller written and directed by Troy Duffy. Troy you know, Duffy. I always thought Norman Reedus was um, the dude from Terminator, Edward Furlong. No. What? Yeah, by the way, I'm terrible with faces. I think I have that face disease where you can't recognize like people's faces that well or that your shit face or is, that is certainly diseased but that right has yeah nothing no to no do with I, I i i <laughs> could swear that they were but i mean i recognize willem defoe <gasps> we gotta talk about willem defoe's penis <laughs> he got so excited by this all right <gasps> okay <gasps> oh so uh anyway so, uh, you know why willem defoe's life was spared in that movie it was okay. Hang on, wait. Before we, we get into that, no, nah, no. Nah, okay, fuck it. Go ahead. Why was it spared? Tell me. When they introduce uh, McManus's dad, the 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 fucking the man, and he's got his trench coat and he's off killing everybody. The only do you remember that little addendum they put in there when they said the only thing is he doesn't kill women and children. If Willem Dafoe was not dressed like a woman in that final scene, he would have been killed. But since he was cross-dressed, he didn't kill him. That is fantastic. That is a good point that I didn't really think about. My God. That is right? 
<laughs> it's just a travesty that, that that man has not received an Oscar. Dude, just... Yeah, I mean, I totally agree, but, like, the fact that Boondock Saints is considered a cult classic and not, like, an American movie classic, like, it, it just makes no fucking sense, dude. dude that thing I, it, bombed it, at the box office, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I thought I read it only made, like, $300,000 or some shit like and, that. Oh, hang on, hang on. Uh, it was a very limited theatrical release, uh, said only five screens in the United States for several weeks, uh, 2000. However, it was re-released in 2006. There okay. were f- more fundings of the screening with, screening with help from Blockbuster <laughs> because Blockbuster was still around at that point. It's still relevant. Jesus. Um, with only three years of life left because blockbuster pretty much died in 910 it gained uh, yeah it was shown on major foreign screens like in japan with success uh and it gained a following due to word of mouth publicity in fact that's where i heard it from i heard it from uh my uh buddy joey you guys know joey from uh, yeah yeah okay we, yeah. do we have to edit that out I don't know I didn't want to say yeah no thing. doxing yeah, <laughs> see I don't know I, I haven't talked to him in a long time so he uh he's the one that kind of told me about it and I remember him quoting it before I even had a clue about it so um you know that's uh, I mean that word of mouth is definitely strong back then literally but, every single one of my friends uh, in mean, college had a, a boondock saint poster they they shit on that a lot of critics shit on that Everybody who I, everybody every friend that I had in college had a Boondock Saints freaking poster on the wall. That was what probably what two thousand five ish, Brandon two thousand six. Uh, two thousand. It would have been about two thousand five. Yeah, that's about the time that the movie reemerged out of the mud. And like, I had I remember I had the the hoodie you know with the prayer on it you know, uh, and that's when people like started talking about it again, like in, in the circles that I was in anyways, it's like, that's when people like rediscovered it. And it was like, like it, it was treated as all as if it were just released. Like it was around the same time, right before 300 came out and people talked about boondock saints in 06, seven years after that it was released the same as they talked the next year, about 300 when that came out and, and made its cinematic presence was was fucking huge in like military circles. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <sighs> nobody has seen anything like it before. No, I mean, it, it props to that because I mean, so much of what we're fed from Hollywood these days is just recycled, rewashed bullshit that, you know, hey, you saw this when you were a kid. Hey, would you like to see it again? But with worse acting. Make cinema great again, one, guys. One point I want to bring up here that I didn't get to finish because my headphones shit the bed was that uh, because it was released in those small theaters, it only earned $30,000, right? But the cult following has grossed $50 million in domestic video sales. Worldwide so box office for that was 411000 So obviously it is a favorite among 
people because I mean, that's loyalists. Done the, yeah, that's done better than one forms. So uh, uh, <laughs> he originally wanted to cast Stephen Dorff and Mark Wahlberg as the brothers, but Wahlberg went on to do Boogie Nights instead. So good. Yeah, good. I can't really fuck them. <laughs> Who's Get Steven out of here Dorf with again? your fucking burgers and all this he other was shit. Dorf was best known as the bad guy from the first Blade movie. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Okay, so they had Norman Reedus and um, uh, Flannery. Um, yeah, and I mean, I couldn't, I could never see anybody else besides those two playing that role. I mean, no, I think they did a good job. They did, man. I mean, you would believe that they were brothers. I mean, th- and this is before the Walking Dead Norman Reedus. I mean, this is before he is like absolutely ginormous, well-known, doing like video games and everything now. This, I is, mean, this is before he was in Terminator? <laughs> ass. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, fuck it, dude. You want to play it like since we're going to do next week Detroit Rock City. That's your fucking guy right there, Edward Furlong. He was the kid, and he was also in Detroit Rock City. Wow, weird coincidences that are tying things together. Can we talk your about your shitty uh, recall? <laughs> Ooh, Total Recall. That was another good movie. I don't remember seeing. I never saw the second one, and I only remember the three titted lady from the first one from my childhood. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good call. That's a good call. Good call. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I remember them suffocating when they got kicked out on Mars before the oxygen turned on. And that scene where they're like, like going <gasps> and their eyeballs are popping out of their fucking heads. Oh, is always yeah. like disturbing to me. What this, what this, be, what this has to do, what this has to do with our boondock saints. Nothing. Everything. Nothing. everything. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the level of action in this movie was definitely a high point. I remember some of these action scenes. And it was, it was, uh, I mean, it was the Matrix? Yeah, the Matrix is out. So it was, it was definitely after the Matrix, but I still got to give it a, a pretty what good year. Mark was the Matrix made? 99. Release. Sort of. Pretty sure the Matrix was released. First movie was March. 24th, 1999. Okay, so um, Boondock Saints was November 19th, 1999. So Yeah, but they they, they would have been in production and in pre-production long before anybody saw a, a, a stitch of Neo or The Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Saw I anything. mean, The Matrix blew you away with the effects, but I think this blew you away <laughs> with the solid That was action. the first time anybody had seen, you know, um, uh, uh, Fucking, <laughs> you'll get it. You'll get there. You know, like, well, I mean, just like, like binary code. Fucking, you know, this whole like, it was like the the beginning of the tech revolution. Like this, like people knew like what hackers were, what discs. Oh, like, you're talking, like, dude. I'm trying to relate. Matrix. I'm talking saying. about the Matrix. No, you're, like I'm, I'm trying to relate this to Boondocks, and so I'm like, no, what? like the Matrix. Like they, they, they ushered in two very like opposite. Boondocks Saints was almost like the non-VR version of fucking the Matrix. The Matrix really made. Is that a, like, is that a reach? 
Was yeah, it, a reach? It, was, it was a reach. It, it was, was a, a bit of a reach. The, the The Matrix made like nerds and nerd shit sexy, really. You know, did it really leather. though? Yeah, because wow. because all that nerd bullshit was not. It was gray, beige-looking computers and boring-ass shit. I don't got you know, Dial tone. You know, and the only reason that we knew about that shit is because Graham had that. Uh, you oh, know. We had dial-up. Who was old girl in the leather pants? Point eight. And, and, um, Trinity. Yeah. and so Trinity, yeah. leather pants and all that shit made that kind of sore, but uh, it, was, it was nerd. It was nerd. It was nerd action, and it, it made nerd action cool. This was still like cool action police vigilante beat em up shoot em up irrelevant just kind of out of your skull action which was i mean fun it was fun it was the fun. humor aspect of it was also great so it's kind of like uh it felt kind of kindred to like a guy ritchie film because guy ritchie films are fucking hilarious i mean boris the blade come on i think i think guy ritchie films are a little bit neater than this oh like, absolutely this was, this was it was okay but like guys richie's i always follow really kind of a cool editing when he's allowed to do that kind of gonzo type of editing that he does which is you know really ties his films together but it's 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 reasonable i, I still like i said i still enjoy the action scenes too. oh yeah when they fall through the ventilation shaft it was freaking awesome it always goes to that with her fighting dude there's just like so, like it, it's always their chaos right before the fucking shit storm and then and then they're always trying to like to reconstruct the crime scene as if it were intended to be that way when it's really them being tangled in the fucking rope and that's actually that's yeah that's always <sighs> the more hilarious part because it's like and then he picked this up on no he didn't no he didn't he just got fucking lucky and he's like what the fuck? you know so aerial crushed by two huge freaking guys <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah so, so okay all right so does this hold up over time are we already Brandon? at that question there's no way well no i mean we're not done discussing the meat of it but let's just throw that in there absolutely absolutely i think you know uh shit you throw uh um willem defoe's sexuality uh, well character sexuality and the whole thing i think it's very relevant ahead of its Wait time a- if you think about it too Way to bring it back around. We still haven't talked about Willem Dafoe's penis. Oh, God. Jay's been waiting to talk about that all day. He's all about His that. mouth has been watering. It's watering right now. It's watering now. <laughs> uh, the only reason that I want to talk about this because I find it hilarious is that uh, for another movie, Willem Dafoe had to do a nude scene. And... So I don't get the answer. I don't get the answer whether I think it has, it's just B. B is, I, dude, um, I'm, all the one, I'm the only one that's important here, apparently. Well, he's the only one that doesn't know because I think you and I have already discussed this, haven't we? Well, you asked him if it's said this last time. You didn't ask me. You didn't ask yourself. Oh, I, I, I didn't sorry. get. I didn't get your opinion on it. Oh, Drew, I'm so sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. He's would not you, sorry would you like to share. Your well, it's opinion? not a well-rounded. It's not a well-rounded, you know, topic. You're just like, hey, B, you like this? All right, now you like Circle this. Drew. Well, let me talk to you about what I like. Have you guys ever seen one of those sausages hanging in a Polish <laughs> shop in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> it's got the mesh netting around it you know what i'm talking about oh, yeah goddamn <laughs> fuck <laughs> we're just trying to fucking talk relevancy of a film and jay's just like can i please talk about the dick now can i please I just want talk to talk about, about his swing and swung his just, let's give it let's give it to jay Let's He's give it to you. Slanging the ding dong. Jay, <laughs> no, no, Jay. We want to give Willem Dafoe's ding dong to Jay. So I would. I would <laughs> let's. You know, Jay, you've got the floor. 
All, all I was trying to say was that um, they had to cut his scenes in some movie and replace him with a body double because his penis is confusingly large. <laughs> quote, 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 confusingly large. Oh, man. So how do you put that much meat on a chimpanzee? <laughs> <laughs> so uh apparently patrick swayze robert de niro and kevin spacey all passed on the role that he took of willem devolume yeah of uh Paul Did he de, de niro can you imagine de niro oh, I'm, su- I'm sucking some uh, cock I'm... yeah <laughs> we're sucking cocks here guys Listen, it says right here, the director saw Patrick Swayze, but Miramax preferred Sylvester Stallone, Bill Murray, or Mike Myers. Kevin Spacey and Robert De Niro were considered. None of those make sense. Could you imagine Mike Myers? (laughs) Dude, campy ass Mike Myers? Fuck no. Or Bill Murray, for for fuck's sake. Yeah, he's he's right up there too with the camp. That would ruin that film. That film would be ruined with that one. I mean, the, ke- I think the, on, the chemistry, the, the 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 just who they were as characters. That movie makes no sense without I them. Mean, can you see him with the cigarette, his tie undone? You know, all of this like pointing like that. Can you see Bill Murray? Can you see fucking Mike Myers? I can't even Sylvester? see Patrick Swayze, and Patrick Swayze no. was was a good looking dude. I mean, like you can't. Sylvester Stallone even would be like he would have to be too cool. He's not scene. Sylvester Stallone. Him even coming up with a fucking let's get Vin a Diesel smecker, to do it. Fuck a it. smecker hypothesis wouldn't be believable. You'd be like, oh yeah, I think yeah. that uh, you know they just uh, were, uh there was a there was a firefight. You know, I think it's a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was going to see the Stallone imitation there. Uh, Oh, it's just, one of the it, most it, famous lines from that movie. I mean, the whole thing. Oh, there was a firefight, and it's just oh, fuck, it's been ripped out and, and put in front of music. Like there was yep. a firefight. You're like, oh that was shit, fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I can't remember what track that was, but I mean, it was awesome. You can't. It couldn't be anybody other than Willem Dafoe, dude. His his poetic movement between the like. The they were angels and fucking just him retelling the stories and using his body the way he does. The only one who could ever come close to that, even a little bit, would have been Patrick Swayze. And even then, it maybe would have been believable because he took on really serious roles. But like, I think I don't know, man. It had to be Willem Dafoe. Like, he fucking he just did it. I mean, I saw a meme the other day. Uh, it was a Willem Dafoe meme, obviously, but it said something of the fact that uh, the effect of give us a face that says I ate your butterfly collection and I have <laughs> I seven, cent- seven scented erasers in my booty. <laughs> and and like, it's, it's Willem Dafoe making yeah, a crazy yeah, face, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, oh. Just Google Willem Dafoe butterflies. I mean, <laughs> oh my god! But I mean, honestly though, if if anybody else 
like if you tried to shoehorn a comedian into that in any one of those lead roles, it wouldn't fucking work. It just they'd try to be funny, but it's almost like the the humor in this movie was completely accidental, with the exception of Rocco. Well, no, I mean the the three idiot cops. Even right. if you would, even if you would have casted Bill Murray as one of them, the tone would have been off. Because I, I mean, the who was it? Uh, uh, was it Peter Berg? Was that who it was? That oh, was. Don't get me lying. The um, the the uh, Greenley. Greenley, who? That's uh, not Peter Berg. Who was that? Um, oh, good lord! Um, I can see his face. Fucking um, Jay's looking at it. Uh, Greenlee. I was actually just so you know, I was reading about uh, the director, which was uh, he's got an interesting story himself. So the guy's uh, name is Bob Marley. No bullshit. Bob Marley is Detective David Greenlee. Is Bob Marley? (laughs) No woman, no cry. An American comedian. That's all. Yeah, it just wouldn't have been. Green the whole the whole fucking fat slob cop like uh you know what's the symbology? It's just a you know, big like, fucking guy. <laughs> symbology. That's a solid one. I mean, that's that's like, a good quote. Yeah, solid, like, solid quote. And um, the guy I served a guy I served with uh, his name was McCarthy. Dude was freaking always quoting this movie, and every time he saw me, he was like, "Greenly, onion bagel, cream cheese." <laughs> I, I, I was reading about the director because i was trying to find it's an interesting story so besides him like all of this uh it seems like he went through a shit ton just to try and get this movie made right he he changed his band and had his band in the movie as well right so this looks like it was just a shit ton for him to even make the movie believing he was working at a bar at a time a giant success right it it crashed hard but you know obviously it was a domestic sale he received nothing from that 50 million of the video sales so he literally just got paid for writing this movie and then that's it right how much did he get for it it says that he got three hundred thousand uh for the writer's fee but the studio made him reimburse 150,000 director's fee and only they cut his budget in half or something. It was only a $700,000 advance to develop it. It was originally given a $15 million budget by uh, Harvey Weinstein and his band was supposed to do the soundtrack. And as a bonus, Miramax offered to buy and throw in co-ownership of a bar, the bar where this dude worked, right? So this was supposed to be a sweetheart deal for this guy. And then when Miramax pulled out due to casting and location problems, the only thing this guy got to keep was the writer's fee. And then the 300,000. Yeah. And then he didn't get any of the 50 million that uh, it made because all the distribution was pretty much shut down and limited his contract that he signed. It says neither he This was a Miramax film, which means it could have gone out in more than five theaters. Principal cast got paid. He had to sue for royalties and the rights to a sequel. Uh, Says that after a lengthy lawsuit, they received an undisclosed amount of some of the royalties. He did the sequel to it, right? 
And then that's all he's got on there. His band didn't, his band signed a deal, but only sold 690 copies. And then after his Boondock Saints 2, the only thing he's done is a 2020 comedy or comedy film called The Guest House, which was directed by Sam Macaroni and stars Pauly Shore. That's tragic. It sounds kind of raw, man. Hopefully, well, hopefully, hopefully the royalties are taking care of him and he's doing, I mean, what's he working on now? Is he doing some sort of like, he's got to be doing, he's he's working. He's got to be working. Doesn't, doesn't say, but. uh, I mean, he's probably made his freaking couple million getting out, man. Well, I mean, royalties don't stop paying. He's he's been getting screwed by this freaking cactus dick for a hot minute. Well, it's Miramax, which means at the time they were one of the hottest movie, like movie production companies out there. Harvey Weinstein isn't Harvey Weinstein for for no reason. So they could have easily gone more than five fucking theaters. There was there was. that's fucking preposterous. It never got promoted. If they would say if they're marketed, if they would have marketed it properly. If they, they if somebody would have seen the real potential in this film, it would have far exceeded even what it has now. With it was a five hundred million. So at least it's got to be 50 million? 50 million. I mean, even still, I mean, God, I, I feel like this could have been a lot bigger than what it was. I mean, especially considering like the underground grassroots that kind of took a hold of it and just ran with it. But I mean. Well, I suppose you could go kind kind of uh, against that mentality at the same time. It was one of those gems, right? It was one of those gems that had a shot of being something that seems like it would be reasonable, something you'd remember, something that was good, and then it got dirtied by the entire Hollywood system and raped, and now it's just kind of a thing sitting on a shelf that looks sadder than it really should be you know what i mean like it's well do you think it's we're getting around that time anyways do you jay think it stands the test of time you know i really enjoy the action and i when i was younger i thought that the whole mission was you know something to kind of believe in so it did resonate when i was younger now i'm all kind of like well it's a little cheesy with the vigilante but, fucking aspect no yeah the, the yeah. spiritual aspect of it i think is a little hokey yeah i i think it i think it is that's kind of worn off a little bit <laughs> not for its time but overall i mean i think it's decent I, I i definitely it's worth watching it's worth watching multiple times do i think it's dated Maybe a tad, but no, I wouldn't say it's dated to the point of unwatchability. It's not like a movie from the 50s or from the 70s or, you know, it doesn't have like a time period date, so to speak. It, it is gritty in, in some of those respects. So, I mean, yeah, I would definitely watch it, watch again. I think it's got rewatchability and it would go in the vault for me. Yeah. I mean, that's a 1080i fucking cut i mean that, that was not digitally cut that shit was cut like reels were cut put together I mean, fucking they, they shot that shit in like 30 some odd days yeah i think i think again i think it's kind of impressive considering that like he had to work out all of that stuff and get those people and it seemed like too good to be true and 
What? 720? Was it shot in 720? No. Mm. Let's see what that was shot in. Uh, so going back, the uh, the song that sampled the uh, uh, Willem Dafoe, there was a firefight thing, was Love Lost in the Hail of Gunfire. There it is. through. Awesome track. Uh, Don't drive to that song. It 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 makes your right foot do bad things. <laughs> what are you looking for, Drew? Um, <clears throat> the uh, what they used to film it. Okay, I don't so see it. Yeah. You're looking for the original resolution. I don't see any production information in here. Doesn't list anything. Just says distributed by, but it was produced by Franchise Pictures, Brood Syndicate, Fried Films, Lloyd Segan Company, and Chris Brinker Productions. That's it. Okay, I'm looking at Blu-ray.com, and I'm gonna unequivocally say Ben Williams, go ahead. And take your six out of ten rating, turn it sideways, fold it up real neat, and shove it directly no, I think that's up your ass. Into your six dick out hole. Of ten, Listen, six out of ten is reasonable. It's, it's no. a popcorn flick. You're gonna get some popcorn. You're gonna watch it. You're gonna suspend your believability, and you're gonna enjoy yourself. I'm gonna six tell you something. That's at least the best seven. makeout session I ever had in my life was to this movie. And then when she left, and the movie was over, I wanked one and I blew it over my shoulder impressive yeah a lot of power there's a lot don't of going you, on don't you movie. wish for those teenage days back all over again we can no, not, i was 27 i was 27 <laughs> god damn <laughs> <laughs> but no i think six out of ten is a fucking slap in the face i, I, mean, I, 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 I think agree. six out of ten is completely reasonable because i don't think any film gets a 10 out of 10 so I you're mean, putting I'm, it in the vault marjo got a 10 out of 10 it got a hundred percent in Rotten Tomatoes. What Marjo? Yeah, it's that that um that film that was released on YouTube. It's not there anymore. Uh, the 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 kid was a uh, he was like from ages of like four or something. He was seen as some child prophet to the church, blah blah blah, and he was like a minister. And his parents were using his his age and his uh, ability to like reach people through how cute he was and whatever to scam the fuck out of churches and he made his whole life as a fucking doing that his whole life into adulthood and he made a documentary about it about how they scam and how about these churches are a fucking scam and they're just taking your money and they're like sitting there after service like all the people like sitting there counting money fucking passing it back and forth like all right there's your cut here's my cut nice you know like exposes the whole thing no, marjo okay. so no i i don't know and i don't think any movie really gets a 10 out of 10 it got I a 10 just, out of 10 on rotten tomatoes i'm just saying i don't in his think. personal opinion jay does not believe there's such a thing as a perfect movie yeah no i, I, I get it but jay is also wrong <laughs> <laughs> here's my opinion well your opinion's wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking dick. <laughs> all right. Um, is that all the questions we have about this? Does yeah. this go in the ball for you guys? Oh yeah, absolutely. hell, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, I got 
in the vault. Uh, so next, next, next is Detroit, Detroit Rock City. Rock City.